Hey, tourpreneurs, it's Mitch Bach. And just a quick note before we begin today's episode, Tourpreneur is currently sponsored by Google. We're thankful for their support of our community, and we are offering with them a completely free course helping you unlock the power and potential of Google's Things to Do program, which is specifically helping tour operators add their tours to Google in new ways that gives you new exposure and more direct bookings. To learn more, go to tourpreneur.com slash Google. And as always, show notes, more resources, links to our newsletter, our business coaching community, and so much more are available on tourpreneur.com. Now to the episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Checkfront, the booking platform trusted by over 5,000 tour and activity operators around the world. You can start your own free 21-day trial over at Checkfront.com. Welcome to the Tourpreneur Podcast. Travel industry veteran Shane Whaley will take you on a journey with fellow tourpreneurs, sharing their tips, ideas, insights, and success stories to inspire you to make your tour business the best it can be. And now, please welcome your host, Shane. And welcome to Tourpreneur at Arrival, presented by Checkfront, and we're joined by Carrie Burns of... Atlanta Movie Tours. Very excited to get to talk to you. Yeah, this is great. When did you guys get started? We got started with the idea in January of 2012. It took us about two months. March 21st of 2012 was our first media tour, followed about 10 days later by our public tour, and they were all sold out, and it was uh, our big zombie tour based on Walking Dead, and the rest is history. Fantastic. So you make that sound so easy. So I'm going to ask you, how do you go from launching a tour to being sold out? What, what was the magic? What's the uh, secret? You know, to be honest, we really reached out to a lot of our network. We got out there on social media the second we started the planning. Uh, it came up with a really good brand and logo, which we tested out with our market and decided what everybody liked. It all just kind of really fell into place. So as, as easy as it does sound for us, we really did luck out in a lot of ways. And a lot of that may have just been in our heads and we were just, you know, kind of just dumping it all and it, it caught on really yeah. quick. And I think the industry was, it was a good timing for Georgia and for Georgia Film really taking off at that point. So people were anxious. Walking Dead was huge, huge Massive, at that time. Yeah. And, and now Stranger Things, we're seeing the same thing, so... So when you started marketing, did you market directly to fans of The Walking Dead? Did you- yes. So we, we did. And on that first tour, we even had a young couple. I'll never forget because they were under 21 because we were telling them, you know, oh, all these things to do. And they're like, we're not 21. They drove down from New Jersey just to be on the very first tour we ever had. And it was a combination of being huge Walking Dead fans, wanting to come to Georgia. They didn't stay. They, they took the tour and then they left. Wow. And it was really, it was enlightening. We definitely marketed to the fan groups and got our, got our name out there as much as we could with also respecting AMC and their property. <laughs> yeah, how did how does that look for you? Did you have to go and get permission? Or sure, did... we didn't go we basically went to every place we wanted to go and right. said, you know, we want to do this and you know, we we can offer you a percentage or a flat fee for the guests that'll be on there and we set up our location agreements 
And that that was our very first one. We still do that today. We have some tours that we don't go on to private property necessarily, or there's no fees associated with it. But a lot of times it's just negotiating. But we let everybody know we're coming because that's yeah. also great marketing. Yeah. You know, if people come into a restaurant and it's about Walking Dead or Stranger Things, they'll say, oh, by the way, there's this tour. Yeah. And that's what advice fun. would you have for tour operators who are listening in who, or tour operating waiting that maybe there's a big movie in, in their city, wherever it may be around the world. We have listeners in 85 countries, wherever that may be. What would your advice be to, them, to people who want to start a tour based on movie locations and approaching some of the, the private landlords? The first thing is we stay completely away from private homes, yeah. any residences. So yeah. speaking strictly, you know, if it's a park, uh, you know, you find the people in the city who your parks and rec department and different things like that. So you could have government entities. Those can be a little more challenging to work with because then you're working with the government. But if you've got restaurants, especially restaurants that are used, if, you, if you've got filming happening in your city and you see, oh, my gosh, they're at this diner, the second they leave go in there, you know, and start making friends with them and let them know you're already a tour operator. You'd like to put this as part of your tour and then just start that dialogue. Then wait for the movie or TV show to come out to make sure it didn't hit the cutting room floor and is actually in it yes. because if it's not in it, it's yeah. not going to matter. Yeah. <laughs> and then once they can see it on the screen, especially if it's a big piece, that's, that's super fun, especially for any tour. It doesn't have to be a film tour, city tours, everything. What would you say is the biggest challenge you've had to overcome? In your business? Uh, you know, hiring, uh, marketing strategy, revenue growth strategy, things like that. I'm, I'm even using this conference as a perfect example of meeting with people about those types of things and, yeah. and ideas for how different operators do it, how working with OTAs and resellers. And I think that that goes for a lot of different professions. It's not, you know, specific to travel. You've got people who are reselling products all over the place, whether you're an Amazon seller or and a lot of that. How do you grow? How do you really get to where you want to be? How, you know, hiring, um, having a really great second, which yeah. I, I now have a really great second. Our, our biggest win we felt with CheckFront is customers being able to book online and not have to make that phone call to us. And they can just navigate our website, go through your interface and just book directly with us. Once we get into it and once they, once they see all the system can do, the, it's, uh, it's quite funny because you kind of see the, 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 the world open behind that before them and they're like, oh my God, and I can send emails and I can manage how many people come and I can check their means. I'd recommend using CheckFront because it's simple, it's straightforward, it's easy to use and most importantly, there are never any problems. What's been the most surprising thing that you've heard or learned here at Arrival? Oh, I just, I've had so much fun. <laughs> um, no, you know, I really, I think probably some of the um, information on working with OTAs, not TripAdvisor specifically, but just some of the advice for how to partner with them and to, to look at them a little differently maybe than some of us look at them. How do you yeah. mean exactly? Uh, as a true partner, looking at them as a partner instead of just you're selling something and I'm losing this money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, there really is a big benefit. And, and we've been working on providing more content for them because we do blog posts and things like that, providing content that then feeds them content and us more sales. So in terms of your distribution mix right now, how does that look for you? We're still predominantly direct sales. Nice. And then TripAdvisor is, is our next. And I think that that's, we're, we're number one in tours in Atlanta. And we hold on to that, even though we're very good friends with the others. You know, categories split us all up in, in weird ways. 
and then all the others. And I'm also using Arrival as a, a great time to meet with some of those other OTAs Absolutely. and everybody and, and decide who's, who's great partners. Uh, Airbnb experiences, tickets, all of these folks who are kind of on our list to sign up with and, and strategies for making it easier to onboard them. And which booking platform are you currently using? Fair Harbor. We were a Resgo mm-hmm. baby yeah. in the beginning, very beginning, 2012. Zerv then approved with air quotes, us to be um, with them. And we switched off of Zerve prior to their going away and went to Peak. We had narrowed down between Peak and Fair Harbor. And we were with Peak for a number of years and then went to Fair Harbor. What made you switch from Peak to Fair Harbor? Really development. Um, A lot of what I loved and still love about Peak are the founders, Rizwana and Oscar. I I think they're just amazing people, and they are honestly what pushed me over the edge for Peak. Unfortunately, I just didn't see a lot of development that we specifically had on our list, and Fair Harbor did. No bad blood, you know? I mean, who knows what happens in the future? But right now, Fair Harbor's great, and we've been able to do a lot with them, a lot of API integrations, which obviously makes OTAs and everything so much easier. Yeah. So a lot of folks from Fair Harbor listen to the show. What would you say to them about what you would like to see them do differently to help your business? I would like them to have a live chat feature. (laughs) I'm one of the ones who just emails rather than calling. And uh, a lot of my, my office manager and my director of operations, they don't mind calling them, but I miss Peak's live chat. I just do. Uh, so that would be an easy one. And then we're working on some things with them that we could use some, a little bit of different integrations with website and booking flows. That's very specific, though. <laughs> sure. So you're at Arrival, which is great. I love the fact you're investing in yourself in terms of learning. But how do you stay up to date with trends in our industry? I love learning. Yeah. I absolutely love learning. It's why I'm here. It's why I listen to podcasts, tons and tons of podcasts like this one. I think that that's the way to do it. Plus, as many emails as we get, get the ones from these suppliers. You know, I get the ones from Viator and TripAdvisor and Fair Harbor. And I really get a lot of of tourism-related emails. And I'll just flag them. I may not read them right now, but flag them and read them. That's where your trends are. What would you say is the one thing people don't realize about running your own tour business? Oh, (laughs) it costs a lot of money. (laughs) You know, if you're hiring the right people, if you've got the right, especially if you've got, if you've got a vehicle based business, even with a walking tour, you know, there's fees, there's location fees. I think every business costs more than people think. And it, there's always the what it looks like on social media versus the yes. what the bottom line looks like. And I think a lot of people don't always realize that, especially if they've never run their own business. Yeah. And and it is wonderful. It's absolutely the most fun industry that I think you could ever work in. And But it is, you know, it's still expensive and you've got to pay to play. And, you know, there's a lot of opportunity, but it's, you know, growth is, is a little different yeah. in this. And how did you go about pricing your tours? Because obviously you were creating something, uh, your first to market, right? So We actually looked at kind of the price per hour and based it, did a comparison between some friends in New York with these types of tours and then just tours in general in Atlanta, who we would be com- directly competing against and priced according to that. We've adjusted it a little over the years. We may adjust it a little bit more now. But the pricing strategy, dynamic pricing, things like that, there's a lot to think about when you really look at 
a pricing strategy. You know, you think marketing strategy, but there's a whole revenue and pricing strategy that really is is just as big yeah. and also takes time, which we never have enough of. Yeah, absolutely. Where can people find your tours online? It's easy, atlantamovietours.com. Fantastic. Well, it's been great to chat to you. I'd love to invite you back on the show so Shane, we can deep dive. That. I've got a million questions in my head I know. here. These espresso I know. interviews are so short. I know. Thank you very much for coming on today. Thanks so much, Shane. Thanks for listening to the Torpreneur podcast. Be sure to visit torpreneur.com to join the conversation and access the show notes, including links to the resources mentioned on today's episode. This is Torpreneur.